0: Welcome to First Words, a podcast presented by the First United Methodist Church of Florence. Today's message is brought to you by Associate Pastor, Reverend Dr. Terry Stummelfield. December 12, 2021. Today we're talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus, admittedly a person that we don't talk about much at church. Today's passage in Luke 1, 46-55 is called Mary's Song of Praise to God or the Magnificat. In this psalm, Mary magnifies the Lord. She proclaims God's greatness and rejoices in God as her Savior. And she starts this with God's actions in her life by choosing her to be the mother of Jesus, the Messiah. She says, God has done great things for me. She's visiting her cousin Elizabeth, who welcomes Mary by saying, blessed is she who believed. In our culture, blessed or blessed has become a meme and feeling blessed is seen regularly on Instagram and Facebook entries. It's applied to delicious meals, fabulous vacations, shopping trips or our children's photos. And blessed has come to mean living a life of privilege and comfort when everything's going well and all seems right in the world. Well, the blessedness that Mary celebrates in Luke 1 is in stark contrast to our culture's definition of blessedness. In our Bible reading and what we know of her life, we would not, by today's standards, call her blessed. God chose her to be the mother of Jesus, but in practical terms, what does that mean for her? She appears to be a nobody, a peasant girl from a small village. Her family can't afford fancy food or clothes, and her friends and neighbors see her as a disgrace because she's not married and she's pregnant. In Matthew one nineteen, her husband-to-be, Joseph, was going to break up with her until he was also visited by an angel to explain these circumstances. And he, like Mary, did what God asked. Now today, if you're here in person, I invite you to look closely at the banner and the posters we have displayed today. It's also in your order of worship material. And if you're at home, you can Google Henry Oswana Tanner and his painting called The Annunciation. This painting was done by this man, who was a son of an African Methodist Episcopal minister. He studied at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts in Philadelphia under Thomas Eakins, who was a famous early American artist. He also studied in Paris and in France and in the Middle East. And he's known for his biblical art, and he was the first black artist of note in the United States. His painting of Mary, she is shown in peasant clothing, being woken by the angel, who's presented as a shaft of light. And you'll see in this this piece of art, there's no wings, there's no halos. It's depicted in what would have been an original setting and naturalistic details. And this visual may give you a better understanding of the story from Luke chapter 1. Now, Mary was a righteous girl. She knew the Old Testament because she quotes Hannah's song, Hannah's prayer in her song from 1 Samuel 20. And she equates God's actions in her life with God's saving actions in history. Now, we have experts in every field, auto mechanics, wine tasters, roofers, surgeons, fly fishermen, and even theologians. And when we need advice, we seek an expert advice. Now, I don't know a lot about jewelry, even though I bought some jewelry in my life, but I know that sometimes necklaces, bracelets, ring settings break. Pearls are strung on silk thread, and they need to be restrung periodically. Can you imagine if your pearl necklace breaks and beads scattering on the floor of a cruise ship or in the elevator of a hotel or on the dance floor? We also have pearls. Our wisdom, our beliefs, even our prejudices And sometimes our pearls need reconsideration, they need evaluation, they need restringing. And if they are indeed pearls, they need to be preserved. If we find a fake imposter pearl, it needs to be discarded. Well, most of history, even more so church history is composed of actions and reactions. Ideas that seem to be eternal root truths give way to new thoughts and ideas. Now think about some of the controversies in church history. Was Jesus created or was he eternal? Does God control every action, predestination, or does he allow free will? Was Jesus God and man at the same time? The image controversy during the Reformation. There's all kinds of controversies, actions, and reactions through church history. And that brings us to Mary. Who was Mary? When we think about Mary, especially at this time of the year, we visualize a simple portrait We read in Luke about a young girl and a newborn baby in a manger. But what took Mary to the manger in Bethlehem and words the church take her later? It's a really fascinating story. The Bible tells us very little about Mary. Mark's gospel starts at the baptism of Jesus, so Mary and the birth of Jesus are not even mentioned. Matthew tells us more than his account of the birth of Jesus. Joseph is more prominent than Mary. In John's gospel, Mary is not even mentioned by name. Only Luke tells us more about Mary, and our scripture reading is her only real speech. But what a speech. It's called The Magnificant because Mary magnifies God in the first line. She says, My soul magnifies the Lord. And this speech, this song, is the basis for much great music and art. She's called by many titles. Her image is on many paintings and sculptures and icons. And eventually, there are more European cathedrals dedicated to her honor than anyone else. And perhaps more prayers have been said to Mary than anyone else. Think of all the prayers of the rosaries addressed to Hail Mary. So who is Mary now? Now she's not just a simple girl at the manger, but she's a more exalted figure in religious history. She's so exalted that many of the 16th century church reformers thought too much was being made of Mary. So during the Reformation, her images were smashed, her face was whitewashed from church walls, and prayers that addressed her Were denounced. No more Hail Mary for most Protestants, except on the football field. But despite the Reformation and Mary bashing, devotion to Mary persisted, and the phenomenon of Mary through the centuries is really fascinating. Think of the reports of the appearance of Mary to children at Lourdes and Fatima, where people go to see her. The Virgin of Guadalupe was a vision of Mary reported in Mexico that still celebrated with parades and devotions. And in 1950, Mary was declared by the Catholic Church to have been assumed directly into heaven. So Mary is very much with us. And why is she so important? Or is she important? Who is Mary to us? Well, just as the Church throughout history has thought and rethought theology on various matters, restringing the pearls, so to speak. Let's think about Mary and share our thoughts in light of our experiences. Now, most of us, to be honest, tend to ignore Mary. We know she's the mother of Jesus, but she was just a girl. In church, we talk about Paul and Peter and Andrew and James and John. We talk about John Wesley. We talk about Old Testament figures like Moses and Abraham and Jacob and Isaac. We talk about women in the Bible like Rachel and Ruth and Mary and Esther, Martha and Mary. But we do not talk about, maybe we have an aversion to talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And maybe it's because we're suspicious of other religious people who have Madonnas in their church buildings and statues of Mary on their car dashboard or shrines to Mary in their garden or they pray to Mary instead of Jesus. Look in our hymnal. There are few, if any, hymns that mention Mary apart maybe from a couple Christmas carols. Maybe some Christians went to one extreme in the elevation and adoration of Mary, and others went to the other extreme. But the Bible plainly says Mary is the most blessed of all women. Maybe, just maybe, we need to renew our appreciation of Mary. We meet Mary in the Bible as a girl, a young woman. And this was an exciting time for her as would be anybody her age. Who was she, Mary? Has her dad picked out a husband yet? Who would be the mother of the Messiah? the Savior. And we know from her song in Luke 1 that she knows about the prophecies of the Messiah being born of a young woman. Could it be me? Who will it be? Well, Mary's dad arranged for her to marry a carpenter named Joseph. They would be engaged for a year, and then they would marry. They'd plan their wedding during this year of engagement. She was probably sewing clothes and towels and dishcloths and preparing to have a home. Joseph was building a house and building furniture. And then we find in Luke, Mary is visited by an angel sent from God. And the angel said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. Mary didn't know what was going on. The angel said, Don't be afraid. You found favor with God. God is telling Mary, Don't be afraid now or about your future. And Mary simply asked, How can this happen? How can this be? And the angel tells Mary that this will happen by the power of God's Holy Spirit. In fact, he says the Holy Spirit will shadow over you, which is really interesting. It's the same language that's used in the creation story in Genesis when the Holy Spirit shadows over the waters before life was created. Well, the angel left. Mary is overwhelmed. What do you think she was feeling? Fear? Excitement? Questions? She goes to her older cousin Elizabeth who tells her, Blessed are you among all women, and blessed is the child you will have. You are the most blessed, and you have believed God's word to you. Then Mary sings this song of happiness recorded in Luke 1. She says, My soul praises the Lord, for God is my salvation. I am so happy in God, my Savior. And this is the outline of the story of Mary. As we study the Bible, think about this. Mary is the only person who knew Jesus his whole life. Mary loved him before he was born, just like you mothers loved your babies even before they were born. Mary loved Jesus when he was born and when Jesus was a child. She fed him. She bathed him. She sewed his clothes. She taught him to talk and read. Jesus amazed her at age 12 when he was in the temple discussing religion with the men there. She was with Jesus at the wedding, and she pushed him to do the miracle of turning water into wine. She was there in unbearable pain as she saw her son Jesus die on a cross. She was there to see Jesus raised from the dead. The Bible says she's the most blessed of all women. There's three major lessons from Mary. First of all, God chose a willing person to accomplish his purposes on earth. Mary is described as a servant, a handmaiden, a servant girl. She wasn't an upper class, rich girl. God didn't choose a girl from a rich or powerful country like Egypt or Assyria or Babylon. God chose a little town called Bethlehem in a little country called Israel. But just like Jesus was born in an humble stable, Jesus is born in humble hearts, Mary's and ours. And God can use all of us, any of us, in his great work if we're willing like Mary was willing. Well, Mary also, number two, believed God chose her for this great thing. She said, I'll do what you want me to do. She didn't say, I'm not good enough. Give me a sign. Prove it to me. Explain it. She believed. And just as God chose Mary, God chooses you and me. He chose us for a purpose. God has a purpose for every one of us. God chooses this church, this congregation, to accomplish good works of love on the behalf of Jesus. God has a purpose for each of us and for this church, just as he did for Mary. And then number three, when Mary realized the miracle that God had worked in her, she praised God in song. She said, my soul praises God. God has remembered and chosen me. Praise God. Now, it was amazing what God did through Mary, and it's amazing what God has done and can do with each and every one of us and this church. So let's take the spirit of Mary into our world and let praise fill our hearts. Christmas is nearly here. Let's be like Mary, expectant with God's love, willing for God to change us, restring us like pearls to preserve us. May Jesus be born into our hearts. Thank you for listening to First Words. For more information about our services or how to get involved in the community, please visit our website at fumcflorence.org or facebook.com slash florencefumc.